Certainly an exciting day for the Edmonton Oilers to acquire Duncan Keith. Just felt like uh, the Edmonton Oilers right now. It was a, it was a good fit, a great fit. Excited to uh, to start this this new chapter of my career and try to win a cup in Edmonton. It's always been uh, my goal to, to be able to stay in Edmonton, and it's just what I've wanted. I've loved my time in Edmonton so far. The team is uh, progressing uh, the way we want it to, and I want to be a part of that. And uh, obviously, the biggest reason I want to stay is uh, I want to win at Edmonton. Here's McDavid all the way, scores! Welcome to the Locked On Oilers podcast for this Tuesday, November 23rd. It's game day, baby, as the Edmonton Oilers get set to take on the Dallas Stars. But first, I'm your host, Hernan Salas from TSN 1216, the two guys in the goalie podcast. You can connect with me on Twitter at Hernan the Man and at Locked On Oilers. On the podcast today, I'll be joined by Dane Lewis, who did a little crossover last night as he's uh, the host on Locked On Stars. So we'll get a, a good preview of uh, the Oilers' opponent uh, tonight, a team we haven't seen in quite a while here. So the Edmonton Oilers 13 Four and zero at twenty six points, second in the Pacific. Take on the Stars seven seven and two, sixteen points, sixth in the Central. So we'll get to that conversation here in a couple of minutes from now. We'll also kind of give into the second segment as well, and then in the third segment we'll get some NHL news, give you some Stars uh, lines as well, and uh, we'll hear from Dave Tippett. But uh, for your Edmonton Oilers tonight, no lines coming out, but we'll go with what they had yesterday. Uh, Zach Hyman with uh, Connor McDavid and Jesse Puliyarvi, Nuge with Drysaitel and Yamamoto. Fogel with McLeod and Cassian and Perlini and Derek Ryan draw back in to play with Kyle Turris on the fourth line. Defensively, it's going to be Keith with Bouchard, Broberg, CeCe, Russ Berry. No real changes there. And Stuart Skinner will get his third consecutive start. He's 2-2 two two on the season. He's got a 2.08 goals against average and a 9.39 save percentage. So he'll go tonight. Miko Koskinen will go tomorrow in Arizona. And if the Oilers can pick up this one, ooh, they're sitting pretty for sure. It's going to be uh, an interesting game. The Oilers are, are a team that... Uh, uh, well, lately, uh, their last five games, actually, they're 2-3. and three. They've won the last two, though, back on uh, December 16th, 2019. And March 3rd, 2020 was their last game. The Oilers won 2-1 in overtime. Both games were away, which is something the Oilers haven't done for a large part of, uh, well, many, 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 many years is winning Dallas. But they've won the last two there. So a little confidence going into this one. But that's a long time ago. That's, what, uh, 11 days, 7 days from when COVID and everything got shut down. Leon Dreisaitl to look for them to get on the score sheet today. I think Jesse Pugliari will score. Uh, so uh, we'll get to all that uh, later on here, but the special teams continues to roll on, and we'll see what the Stars have and, and what kind of effort they bring. There's an interesting little uh, tweak in their lineup that I want to get to, but I'll get to that in the third segment. As I said, I'll be joined by Dane Lewis here in seconds from now as well. We'll get a better understanding of these Dallas Stars as the Edmonton Oilers go for their 14th win of the season and third win in a row as they're coming off wins over Winnipeg in a shootout, and uh, that good win on Saturday night when they jumped out to a 4 nothing lead on the uh, good old Chicago Blackhawks. Do you agree with Skinner getting a start? I mean, Koskinen has been really good in Dallas. He's 3-1. I think his goals against is just over 1. A very high save percentage. So I thought they might go Koskinen here just because of his numbers uh, versus the Dallas Stars, which are positive, and then go with Stuart Skinner tomorrow. But I guess the coach wants to see a young Skinner here, and uh, he'll go from there. So, I mean, can't be too upset about that. Uh, he's playing well. He deserves it, and we'll see how he fares.
Bears uh, tonight. And outside of Perlini and Ryan, no real changes to the lineup. And we'll see if that fourth line can get something going. They've been uh, kind of mixing guys in and out throughout the season. Nothing's really stuck so far. So maybe Ryan Terrace and Perlini can find something, uh, change momentum or score a goal. Something positive coming from that fourth line. And that's only going to benefit the Edmonton Oilers. But let's get to my conversation with Dan Lewis, the host of Locked On Stars, as uh, we did a preview a show last night, like I said. So uh, let's learn a little bit more about the Dallas Stars. Here is that conversation. Yeah, Dane Lewis, Locked On Stars here on the Locked On Oilers podcast. Uh, Dane, just looking at Dallas, I, I'll be honest, I haven't watched many games with them. Uh, they currently sit at 500, 7-7-2 uh, with 16 points. They're uh, about, yeah, four points away from that third spot where that St. Louis occupies currently right now. Mm. Um, just, I guess, to start off, uh, I mean, the first 16 games still very early, but uh, what's kind of the identity of this team so far? Yeah, that's a great question. And I wish I had a very easy answer. And I, and I feel like, you know, with how early in the season uh, that it is that I should have, you know, one set thing. But I feel like the identity of this team has changed throughout the course of the season. I think early on, the defense was definitely the shining factor of this team. Uh, a lot of low scoring games, even the games Dallas was losing, the games tended to be pretty low scoring. Uh, you know, just lack of offense prevented Dallas from getting into the win column. Or if they were in the win column, it was an overtime. But I think as of right now, uh, it's certainly the special teams for Dallas, especially in their most recent game on Saturday night against St. Louis. The Stars pretty much only scored on special teams outside of an empty netter at the end of the game from the captain, Jamie Benn. But, that you know, that game saw Dallas score two shorthanded goals, both from Rupe Hintz, as well as a power play goal from Ryan Suter. Uh, and as I mentioned, you know, in the last segment, Dallas uh, top five in power play percentage, you know, hanging up there with Edmonton at number one. Uh, Dallas seems to be playing their best hockey whenever they're on special teams, especially on the power play side of things, I feel like the penalty kill has been very up and down so far this season. Um, but but this team has yet to really put together a full game where they're playing five-on-five five hockey effectively. So I say, as of right now, that the identity of this Stars team kind of relies on special teams, but that's probably something that's subject to change as the season goes on. Yeah, no, definitely. And I'm, I'm looking at the lineup on daily faceoff. It's probably from their last game, but I'm seeing Rupe Hintz, Jamie Benn, and Tyler Sagan uh, all on separate lines. Is, is that the best way to go for the Dallas Stars? I know Sagan and Ben play a ton. Uh, Rupe Hintz is just a guy that's, that's since last year, a couple of years ago, really came on strong, and he's a hell of a player. But um, is this what we might see uh, tonight versus the Edmonton Oilers where they have uh, you know three very talented centers all on different lines? Yeah, I think so. I think that's kind of how Coach Rick Bonus wants the team structured right now, especially with a guy like Rupe. I think Rupe has recently found the most success uh, on his line with Joe Pavelski and Jason Robertson. Uh, And then Tyler Sagan, um, you know, still kind of recovering not necessarily recovering from injury last season but I think you know the coaching staff isn't wanting to make him play too many minutes just because he is starting to grow a little bit older in age um, and obviously missed most of last season I mm-hmm. think he got to play three games uh, with an injury that he suffered you know back in the 2020 playoffs in the bubble uh, you know which was the case for several players in the league but I, I and, you know and even Jamie Ben, Jamie Ben has found a lot of success playing center even though that hasn't necessarily always been his position in the NHL he's played a lot on the wing um, but he's played alongside 
Denis Garyanov and Michael Roffel quite a bit this season. And I just think that's where most of his success has come. Um, and he's done really well in the faceoff circle, which has been another strength for this Stars yeah. team. So kind of weird to, you know, to see the lineup shaken up a little bit. But I think that Coach Bonus is doing what he sees best fit, uh, you know, whether that's popular among the fan base or not, um, to put this team in the best position to win. And, you know, there's some games that Dallas falls short in overtime or regulation and close losses. Uh, but it's not due to lack of opportunity on scoring from the offense, just maybe a lack of execution or, you know, missing some shots that on any other night they probably would hit. Who would match up against the, let's say, Dreisaitl, McDavid, or Split? Uh, who would line up against the McDavid line? Would it be Rupe Hintz? Probably so. I, I imagine, okay. yeah, that you'd see Rupe Hintz out there, I would think. Okay. And uh, defensively, I mean, a talented group. Like, I absolutely love Miro Heiskin, and I think this guy's an absolute stud. Uh, John Klimberg, uh, Dell, you brought in Ryan Suter, uh, the veteran presence there at, at a good number as well. Uh, Miro Heiskin leads the Dallas Stars in scoring. I think he leads them also in, in assist. Uh, how's the back end look? And, and specifically, Miro Heiskin, who's, I mean, he's on everyone's radar right now because he's just such a talented defenseman. Yeah, absolutely. Miro, you know, like you said, on everyone's radar and especially, you know, being watched very closely by everyone, you know, in the Stars organization as well as mm. the fan base because he got signed to an eight-year deal this past offseason. Yeah. Uh, and he's lived up to the hype so far. And I, and I think, you know, Stars fans aren't necessarily surprised because of the way he's played, you know, as of the past few seasons. Uh, a guy that, you know, everyone really likes to watch play. Easily the best skater on the team. Very fast. There's been several instances this season, you know, where guys have maybe had some breakaway opportunities on offense but then Miro just comes flying down the ice uh, and shuts it down and, and you know there's not a whole lot of guys uh, you know that can make those kind of plays but Miro as at this point in his career is a guy that you know has to make those kind of plays because yeah. Dallas has a tendency to turn the puck over quite a bit uh, and so thankfully you know we have a guy like Miro that can uh, shut down some of those breakaway opportunities but yeah he's played really well he's typically you know the defensemen have been shuffled around a lot this season I think that the coaching staff is still just trying to figure out who's best with who he's seen a lot of time with Essa Lindell, uh, and where you're, whereas on the other end, you've seen Ryan Suter and John Klingberg together. Uh, Yanni Hockenpah is a guy that got signed this offseason, uh, and he's played okay so far. I think he's still kind of getting his footing here in the NHL, a little bit of a younger guy. He leads the team in penalty minutes as of right now, uh, so definitely you know a little bit more needs to be worked on as far as discipline goes. Uh, but Miro and definitely a guy to be on the lookout for in tonight's matchup. I don't think he scored a goal in, in quite a few games, but like, like you said, he does lead the team in points mm -hmm. and assists. So whether he's scoring goals or not, I'm sure that he'll find a way to, you know, be a part of the game plan and, you know, maybe get his name on, on a few scorecards as far as assists goes tonight. Yeah, one last one for you. Uh, Braden Holpe, day-to-day -day with an injury. Uh, who are we going to see between the pipes? Yeah, that, that's another really good question and something, you know, go, the goalie situation has been quite the predicament for the Stars pretty much ever since I've, I've started hosting the Locked on Stars podcast back in uh, <laughs> September. Um, but yeah, like you said, Braden Holtzby still injured. Last I've seen and heard and read, um, Holtzby still day-to-day. -day. We probably won't see him. We saw Jake Ottinger. Uh, play on Saturday against St. Louis. It wouldn't surprise me if we saw Jake Ottinger again, just because he's played very well in his two starts this season. He spent most of this season at the AHL level with the Texas Stars. Um, Anton Hudobin hasn't been awful this season. There's been times where he's looked awful, but as a whole, he's been pretty so-so. Um, but I imagine, you know, similar to the Oilers goalie situation, um, you know, starting a younger guy with maybe a little less experience, but a guy that has played well in his two starts. So I would expect to see Jake Ottinger. Um, but of course, you know, I, I've been wrong before and so I could be yeah. wrong again uh, by, in my guessing of the night before the game who we're going to see, but I would imagine we would see Jake Ottinger in the net.
Good stuff. Uh, that's a good breakdown of the Dallas Stars. It's the first matchup between these two teams. Excited to see the Oilers once again playing uh, American teams. We were so pumped to see them back here at Rogers Place. So uh, always fun when the Oilers are on the road and visiting arenas that we haven't seen in, uh, in quite a while due to the uh, pandemic. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm also very glad that, you know, the schedule is open back up and everyone, you know, on the teams is able to travel everywhere. And I know some of the, especially the younger guys are, you know, playing in arenas that they didn't get to play in at all last season. So, uh, Good for the league and good for the world of sports in general to have the NHL back open. This episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Feast on something delicious and feel good about it. One slice of pie has upwards of 300 calories, and that's on the low end. Most Built Bars are only 130 calories and only 4 grams of sugar with plenty of protein. Replace the coconut cream pie with coconut Built Bar or go for a raspberry Built Bar instead of the raspberry pie. Lots of good flavors to replace any pie. Low calorie, low carb, low fat and high in protein. Go to Built.com, use promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. And to close out today's crossover episode between Locked On Stars and Locked On Oilers, myself and Hernan Salas of Locked On Oilers are going to take a moment and just kind of give some predictions for tonight's big game at the American Airlines Center in Dallas. So Hernan, I'll kind of let you go first. What is your overall predictions and thoughts of how this game is going to Unfold. Yeah, this one's interesting. I'm just looking at their last regular season games. Oilers took two in Dallas, which just kind of surprises me, both by a score of two to one, one in overtime. But that was a long, long time ago. Their last game was March 3rd, 2020. Um, yeah, I just find the Oilers uh, always have a tough time in Dallas. I mean, they're coming off a good win. So is Dallas. I'm going to, how about this? I'm going to take the Dallas Stars in overtime by a score of three to two. Wow, that's a, that's interesting the star is historically not always the best in overtime uh, but somehow to start this season i think their first three or four wins of the season all came in overtime so we, we've done okay in overtime so far this season obviously have dropped a few um you know and honestly i'll, I'll probably you know kind of lean the other way i think the stars you know did come off a really nice win um you know against the st louis blues but it wouldn't surprise me if they kind of came out flat, you know, that's kind of how been the theme of the star season, you know, they won two straight at home against Philadelphia and Detroit, and then went on the road to Minnesota and got embarrassed seven to two by the Minnesota wild. And obviously this game is at home, but you know, I'm just curious to see how Dallas is going to play against some of the best competition that they'll see all season on a team like Edmonton. Um, and so it wouldn't surprise me to see them lose this game at home and maybe even lose by, you know, two goals or maybe a little bit more. And I, and I think if they win, I will agree with you there that if the Dallas stars win, it probably will be in overtime. Uh, and if they win, it could be pretty low scoring and be kind of a grinded out game. Uh, but do you have any predictions on maybe who's going to get the first goal for Edmonton or maybe a guy that needs to get going or have a big night in order to set Edmonton up for a success? Yeah, I, I always do this on my podcast to someone who's going to score. And, and, and just on your point, uh, uh, the Oilers have had slow starts outside of that Saturday game. They've been, they, they didn't score the first goal, I think, for seven straight games up until Saturday. Oh, wow. So they're they're not uh, a fast starting team. <laughs> so that might bode well for the Dallas Stars. Hopefully, hopefully they can start like they did on Saturday, but uh, we'll wait and see on that. Uh, you know what? A guy that he hasn't scored in a bit here. It hasn't been a long stretch, but I think Jesse Pugliarvi gets 
gets off the schneid uh, tonight. I think he's 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 getting the opportunities that in that Winnipeg game, Dane. I think he could have had a hat trick, but Connor Hellebuck robbed him three times in, in that game. So I think he's due for a goal. He does play with Connor McDavid. He's his regular right wing, and he does get time on the power play. So I'm going to go with Jesse Pugliari. What about you? Yeah, I, I think for the Dallas Stars, also a team that can start pretty slow. Uh, I, I don't remember the number off the top of my head. I think they've only won one game so far this season where they haven't scored first. And so really important if Dallas is going to win this game that they need to get the offense going quick um, and, and get it going pretty early in the game and be strong. But I think as far as first goal predictions, uh, similar to you, a guy that hasn't really scored in a while, has been playing um, and, you know, has been, you know, I think doing a lot of things right, but just hasn't necessarily found the back of the net is Alexander Radulov, uh, a veteran in this league, a guy that, you know, is getting a little bit up there in age, but still can produce for this Stars team. I think he'll probably be playing a good amount with Tyler Sagan. Um, and so, you know, with a guy like Sagan on the ice, there's always good offensive opportunities for, for anyone that's going to play with number 91. Um, and so I'll go ahead and predict that Alexander Radulov gets the store, scoring started for Dallas, but wouldn't be surprised to see someone from the Jason Robertson, Rupe Hintz, or Joe Pavelski line as well. But I, I, yeah, two teams that uh, it sounds like, you know, can struggle to score offensively. So maybe we'll get a, a low scoring affair with not a whole lot of scoring, especially in the <laughs> yeah. first period. Uh, and, and Dallas historically this season has been pretty bad in the second. So that could be, a, you know, a huge opportunity oh, okay. for this Edmonton yeah. team. <laughs> I don't know how y'all. Yeah, we'll, 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 we'll see. Yeah, it's it's definitely going to be interesting. Uh, like you said, and Dallas is, is, I mean, I look at their lineup and it's just a, a ton of, of like, I mean, Sagan and, and Ben Standout, Hintz, Robertson, Gurianov, like when those guys are on, they're really good players. So this one's going to be good. And keep in mind, Darnell Nurse is out. Uh, the Oilers played well in that first game without him, but uh, they're not as strong on the back end without Darnell Nurse, that's for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Definitely something to be, you know, mindful of. Uh, injuries, you know, of course, always play a big role in this league and, you know, can throw off the chemistry of, of lines and just guys on the roster yeah. in general. Uh, so a pretty pretty pivotal game, I would say, for both teams because you guys are, uh, are, are Edmonton and Calgary still pretty close in the, the standings in the Pacific? Yeah, Calgary's uh, one point up, but the Oilers have two games in hand. So it's, it's a good, okay. we're loving it down here. We hope this is the way it goes all season long because it's only going to make the battle of Alberta that much. Yeah, yeah. As if those games needed more drama added. Yeah, no doubt. That those two teams <laughs> match up. Uh, you know, it makes it ex- exciting for anyone who's just a fan of good hockey. Uh, you know, but big for that reason for you guys. And I know big for the stars, as you said at the, the start of the show, Dallas kind of looking to get back into relevancy within this central division. And, you know, even though this isn't a divisional game, a huge game nonetheless to to maybe prove yeah. to some of the, the hockey world that Dallas is still a competitive team. Because uh, I think a lot of people have kind of moved on from the Dallas Stars in the early stages of this season just because they haven't they haven't done a lot of noteworthy things so far this season outside of two shorthanded goals um, from the same guy in their last game. That's that's probably about it. No, it sounds good. It should be a fun one. I, I can't wait. It's always a always a good time when they play in the good old Dallas Stars. We always take it back to the mid '90s, late '90s, like that rivalry the Oilers and Stars had, and um, we still live it, and we still dislike the Stars quite a bit down here. So. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that uh, that <laughs> makes any fan excited to see because I know Dallas Stars fans love to see the the intensity and the shoving and maybe the occasional glove drop. I don't I don't anticipate we'll see that in Tuesday's matchup, but you never know. You know, it always spices things up to yeah. see teams that that hold those old rivalries near and dear to their heart. But always exciting to have crossover episodes here. It's Thanksgiving, and we all know what that means: football. And nothing goes better with football than turkey and betting. Bet Online has you covered all holiday season. More props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online remains your number one spot for all the sports action this Thanksgiving. Head to our new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive
receive your 50% welcome bonus with promo code locked on to receive your bonus. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet online, we're stuffed with deals this Thanksgiving. Yeah, a big shout out to Dan Lewis for reaching out, and that was a fun conversation. Learned a lot about these uh, Dallas Stars and uh, kind of up and down season so far. They got a ton of goalies, and uh, yeah, I mean, I asked him who would start, but that was last night. We do know who's going to start, so I'll get to those right here. Uh, Jake Ottinger is getting the start. He's played in two games. He's 2-0. and He's got a 1.43 goals against a 9.55 save percentage, so he's been really, really good. And I know on the station here, we had Matthew DeFranks from Dallas Morning News, and he said he's been their best goalie, so the Oilers are going to have to be on top of their game to beat Mr. Jake Ottinger. Only 22 years old. Hasn't played a lot in the NHL, but when he does, he plays pretty, pretty well. As for their lines, these are official. Also coming from uh, Matthew DeFranks from the Dallas Morning News, it will be uh, Robertson with Rupe Hints and Joe Pavelski. It will be uh, Raffle with Ben and Giryanov. It will be Joel Kiviranta with Tyler Sagan and Luke Glendening. And then it will be Peterson, Faxa, and Radulov on the fourth line. Defensively, uh, Ryan Suter with John Klimberg. Essa Lindell with Miro Heiskin. And Andre Sekera makes his return to the lineup as he's going to play with Mr. Hackenpah. I think I said that right. I'm not 100% sure. I know uh, Dane said it really well <laughs> uh, in the interview, but uh, yeah, I, I don't know if I got that right. But you know what I'm trying to say here. It's uh, Yanni Hackenpah. So he'll play with the former Edmonton Oiler. And like I said, Jake Ottinger does get the start. And I was going to bring up this, that it, it, I find it interesting that um, Ben Sagan and Hintz are all on separate lines, centering in their own line. I don't know if that bodes well for them. I don't know what line are you going to put out against Connor? What line are you going to put, uh, put out against uh, Leon? And, and Sagan playing with Glenn Denning, who's a defensive guy, and Kiviranta, who's very inconsistent. Like, he gets hot for a couple games and disappears for a ton of games. So I don't know if that's a good strategy. I thought they'd load up their top six to go to toe-to-toe with the Edmonton Oilers. This might work, though. One of these lines gets out against the third or the fourth line of the Oilers. It can hem him in and, and create some chances. So it's interesting, though. It, it, it's interesting. It's a, a little bit of an old-school tactic here, separating uh, the three big centers there. And, and you're used to seeing Sagan and Ben together. That's why I'm a little thrown off by this. But we'll see if it works. I, I'm probably going to be wrong. <laughs> I wouldn't go this way, but watch him come out guns blazing tonight. Hopefully not. Knock on wood. <laughs> the Oilers get off uh, to a fast start. Uh, but that is your lineup for the Dallas Stars, your visitor report. As Dan Lewis also uh, teed it up. Miro Heiskinen, keep an eye on out for him. He is a fantastic hockey player. I don't need to tell you, but uh, just in case, yeah, he is number four. And uh, let's get to the head coach of the Edmonton Oilers, Dave Tippett, as he met with the media today down in Dallas, talking Derek Ryan, talking goaltending, and all that fun stuff. Here is uh, Tippett from Dallas. Miko's given you a couple years ago, and here he gave you two turns. It was first star in both games. Difficult decision or just running with a guy that's uh, giving you a couple of good starts here? No, no, we're talked a lot about what we want to do tonight and tomorrow night so we'll go Skinner tonight he's played very well the last two games so we kept him going and then probably Koski tomorrow night you've repeatedly talked about the maturation with Stewart and is this another opportunity you know get exactly what it is it's you're going to come in here start of a road trip against a good team uh come in and see if you can do the job he's he's uh he's Got lots of confidence in what he's doing right now, so it's just another uh, another good test for him. You mentioned fatigue, uh, the road game in Winnipeg, and maybe not playing quite the way you wanted to on 
certain games in that trip. You like what you see here over the course of the last couple home games in terms of just the level of... Winnipeg game was real strong. Chicago game was a little one of those games that gets in flux with the score got out of hand a little bit early so it gets a little loose but uh, you know there's some parts of that Winnipeg game that we really liked our game especially coming off of uh, not a great performance in uh, in Winnipeg so we've got to get back to playing a solid game and uh, there's parts of our game that are or there's stretches in the game where we played very well but we'd like to put a 60 minute game together and, and real solid and that'll be our goal this whole trip. How much does it help uh, pairing a youngster like Philip Broberg with a guy like Cody CC to make his way into the NHL? Well, Cody's a real stabilizing guy, and that's what we're looking for from Broberg. And uh, Broberg came in, and he was—he played a stable game himself. So you're you're just looking. Sometimes with a veteran guy, with young guys like that, they take a little ownership of helping a young guy out. Broberg's uh, obviously a real good player in his own right, but anytime you can support him like that, and and like I say, Cody's a real easygoing guy very uh, um, very respectful and, uh, and a solid solid player so you know they were a solid pair the other night hopefully they'll be the same thing again tonight morning Dave is morning. Uh, Derek Ryan ready to go tonight yeah he'll play tonight yeah uh, what are some of the elements of his game that will help supplement this Oilers club well he's been strong in the face off dot he's a good penalty killer you know so it uh our penalty killing has been pretty solid, but we've used some different people. But he's uh, he's a guy that just touches a lot of little parts of the game that, that uh, from a coaching standpoint, you can put him in a lot of those situations. You know you're going to get the job done. So he'll jump back in tonight, and uh, hopefully he'll, uh, he'll give us a nice start. With three left shot centers, how much does it help having a dependable right shot guy? Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's a factor. I mean, uh, Ryan's come in. Sevier took some draws the last couple games that uh, was all right. But it's a factor. There's certain times when you want that right-handed look out there and uh, he can uh, he's he does very well on the dot I know you talked about the maturation of Stuart Skinner but he's only 23 years old which is considered very young for a goaltender what's one thing away from the ice because we only see the on ice product what's one thing away that really stands out to you well I think j just the way he carries himself just the uh, you know he's a, he's a young guy in age but uh, you know he's married he's he's got his life off the ice in order he's uh, he's learned how to be a good pro everything from training to nutrition and rest and and just uh, the mental side of the game is something that is can be a challenge for young players and he seems like he's you know taking huge steps in the right direction there so um, he's come in like I said the other day he's he's prepared he's he's done the work uh, him and Schwartzy have done a lot of work together and uh, he's confident that he can play at this level and you're seeing the results now that was Dave Tippett meeting with the uh, media today uh, ahead of their game it's a start of their three-game road trip tonight in Dallas tomorrow in Arizona and then Saturday versus the uh well, they're well. They lost last night, but uh, the Vegas Golden Knights are kind of getting some bodies back. They're looking a lot better, so that's going to be a fun, fun game. And who do you start in that one? If let's say the Oilers pick up two wins here, that's going to be an, an interesting decision for the head coach for sure. Uh, some NHL news: Islanders plays Zdeno Chara, COVID protocol. Brock Nelson out two to four weeks. A rough start to the year for the Islanders. They opened their new barn. They haven't won there yet. They've lost players to COVID. They're in last place in their division. So some tough times there for the Islanders. Uh, the Habs goaltender Jake Allen medically cleared. Will play versus the Capitals, and that's about it. Only two other games on tap. Tampa. 
Bay's home to the Philadelphia Flyers. Keep in mind, Braden Point is considered week-to-week. Uh, he's, he suffered an injury over the weekend in the red-hot Calgary. I mean, I don't think they're red-hot anymore. I just think they're a good team. The Calgary Flames are home to the Chicago Blackhawks, who wrap up their little West Canadian trip here. They lost in Edmonton. They beat the Canucks 1-0. We'll see how they fare in Cowtown tonight. And that's about it here as the Edmonton Oilers get set to kick off their three-game road trip. Uh, next week, uh, busy once again. They'll have some home dates. I know the Penguins are in town. That's always going to be fun. Sid the Kid uh, coming to Edmonton to play against Connor McDavid. Can't wait for that. But before that, there's three games. How will the Oilers fare tonight? I think I said overtime loss with Dane Nelson. Yeah, 3-2. But I do think Jesse Pugliarvi gets uh, gets on the scoreboard tonight. He's, he hasn't scored, I think, since the Ranger game. So it's been quite, quite a while. Or was it Detroit? Did he score in Detroit? No, I think it's the Ranger game. Yeah, nonetheless, I think he gets, uh, I, I think he gets one and tonight. And uh, I know I said overtime lots. I just, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about this game. Dallas has been a tough place for Edmonton to play, but they've had success as of late. They have. They've won a, a handful of games there. So hmm, I hope the Oilers win. I was just trying to be, uh, I just wasn't trying to be uh, so much of a homer, I guess. But we'll wait and see. And it uh, should be a fun one. Puck drop from the American. Airlines Arena Center, sorry, not Arena, is at 6.30. Should be a fun one. I'll be back on TSN 1260 with Tommy Gazzola for the post-game show, so make sure to tune into that. But let's wrap up this edition of the Locked On Orders podcast. Like always, you can connect with me on Twitter at HernanTheMan and at Locked On Orders. Keep the downloads coming. Don't forget to download and subscribe on your favorite apps for all the latest episodes. For my man Juanito and the Locked On Oilers podcast, I am Hernan the Man talking Los Petroleros. It is game day. Go Oilers, go. We'll recap it all tomorrow. We'll also preview the Oilers and Yotes. Enjoy the rest of your day. Enjoy the game. Have a good one. Get ahead of postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM.